Good evening and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me in the man cave tonight to record Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 46 are my co-hosts, Tim Hicks. Why is the rum always gone? Why is rum gone? And Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. I suspect it's because we let Willie get close to the bottle. <laughs> Yeah, he went after that bottle of rum like no one's business, man. <laughs> hey, when you got something good, you got to enjoy it. Yep, and that's good too, isn't it? So uh, yeah. tonight, uh, in addition to enjoying our favorite libations, we're going to get into a discussion of our favorite stuff to watch right now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, we've been talking a lot about park experiences and all of that lately, and the reality is that you know, we know that not as many people are getting out to the parks or, or certainly not on a cruise at the moment. So uh, we thought might be a good time to turn our attention to the ways that Disney entertains us, even from the comfort of our own homes. Uh, but before we dive into that discussion, we do need to give a shout out to our podcast sponsors. Uh, the Diz Dads Podcast Plus is sponsored by Wicked Mouse Travel and by Mouse Master Travel. Both are authorized Disney vacation planners. They would love to help you enjoy the Disney uh, destination vacation that you're just itching to get out there and take. Um, you can check out Wicked Mouse Travels or Mouse Master Travel uh, at their respective websites, and they'd love to help you get the most out of the Disney destination vacation experience. Uh, okay, guys. Obviously, everybody's spent a lot more time inside their homes lately than normal, um, and in some ways, that's been a little serendipitous for the release of uh, Disney's video streaming service, Disney+. Plus. It debuted sort of just in time to uh, catch everybody hunkering down at home. Um, we know we talked in the past about the you know subscriber numbers that are through the roof, that are, are well ahead of expectations. All that's fine and dandy. Bottom line is, as a consumer, though, what's there to watch? Um, you know, I mean, I, I've had Netflix forever, and, and there's always been times where I just find myself scrolling and scrolling, looking for something worth paying attention to. So uh, when it comes to Disney+, Plus, uh, you know, let's let's talk about the those things that you know just really stand out, the things that, that grab your attention. Um, Tim, you look like you're itching to share one. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the great thing is that um, uh, it is so widely available. I mean, there's even a, one of the cellular phone companies that is like including Disney Plus with a, with a package. If you Right. Verizon has given it away with their unlimited packages. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's easy to get a hold of it. Um, I tell you, my very favorite thing to watch, and, and uh, I binged all eight episodes too quickly, and now there isn't any more yet – is a show called it's it's on the National Geographic portion. It's called The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, and that's where they they really take a, a deep dive look into how 
the, the animal caretakers are doing their jobs and actually getting the, uh, the animals to participate in their caretaking. And I just, I, I think that is so fascinating. I, I love documentaries in the first place. That show is one that if you haven't watched it, you owe it to yourself, sit down and watch it. It's fun. It's really good. It has some really in-depth things about the animals. The show is so behind the scenes, like Tim was saying. Like You get to see where the animals live, how they're fed, how they encourage them to play with each other. It's outstanding. You get to know their names, for crying out loud. Well, and, and I think that what it highlights is that a lot, you know, people didn't really recognize it, I think, when it happened, but sort of the hidden gem of this whole Disney purchase of Fox has been some of the, the lesser known or smaller um, aspects of that portfolio that came along with it. And national geographic may be the biggest gem of all. Um, There's a lot of content that's already in the pipeline. This, you know, animal kingdom um, documentary series has come together really quickly. And I think we've all, at least heard rumors. I don't know that anybody's seen anything that confirms it yet, but uh, we certainly heard the rumors of, of uh, them already being in the process of producing an additional, you know, another season of episodes for that. Um, I sure hope so. That really, that really flips my switch. But, you know, and, and yeah, I, who would have thought that national geographic would be a big draw for the Disney plus thing. I mean, you, you get in there and go, Oh, look, here's ancient mysteries. You know, here's the Mayan temples and ruins and stuff. I mean, this, there's so much content there. It's great. Well, they have the Gordon Ramsay unchartered on there where he's doing crazy things with animals. And I love that. Yeah. So just a lot of great national geographic content, well worth the time to explore. And it's one of those things where you kind of have to dig in and look around because it's, those aren't going to be the titles that you know and expect. Um, you're going to have to hunt for them a little bit, but I think you can be pretty comfortable that whatever you find there is going to be excellent quality. Um, I mean, you know, I, I will admit that I'm a sucker for the blockbuster content that they've been rolling out on, on Disney plus and, I'm just going to mention it sort of all together um, and and say that I've been very impressed with all of the um, Star Wars and uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe content that's been created so far for the platform. Just the the scope of it, the way that they have treated this as top-level, top-shelf content from start to finish is really impressive. I mean, it, it would have been easy to, you know, cheat on the production values and make it, you know, less visually uh, arresting because they're doing it on a smaller screen and they knew they were doing it for a smaller screen. But instead, they kind of almost went completely other direction. And, you know, for Mandalorian, they're the first folks to use some of the, the, technology that they're using to to shoot that series working with this amazing um i mean there there are a lot of their scenes and they're not on location they're not, not practical sets but they are shot against a massive super high definition big screen and so the the like the physical sets the tables and chairs and things that they're sitting in, those can be practical, but the whole backdrop that sets the scene is a visual effect. 
and they don't have to go in and apply it after the fact. It's already there. So they can react to it in real time. It's just been stunning the way they've used, uh, they call it the volume um, in Mandalorian. And frankly, it's probably something that's going to have an impact, you know, post COVID um, on, on film production as well. In in some ways it's, it's got the potential to have the kind of impact on the craft that things like, you know, the multiplanar camera did. Um, Exactly. And, and and they've got a show that covers that. Yeah. You get to actually see that behind the scenes stuff and, and how they produce that. And it's, yeah, it's just another one of those really cool things to see. Well, like and said, so there I we like, go I'm back to that, I love that, that documentary content that nobody's been advertising it. You're not, you know, you're not gonna, gonna have it sort of, um, teasered to death in front of you, but, um, they've done a lot of really great behind the scenes documentary content, um, for the, the shows that they, they produce. And, and, you know, they take the time to get to, you know, have the directors and the producers and the script writers and the actors talk to fans really you know drop that fourth wall and talk directly to fans about what it is they do and how they do it i I think it's groundbreaking stuff i really do i think i think you're absolutely correct that that's going to be used uh uh very very uh very much in the future and in future uh film production well and, and we're just starting to get the first bits of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh you know coming to, to Disney Plus. We've got a lot of content that's kind of poised and coming soon. Um we'll talk about one of those in a little bit, but uh you know, we we've got we're the first four episodes into WandaVision. Um it's appointment television for my daughter and I. Um, you know, we're we're watching as soon as we can get away to do it on a Friday. And um, you know, I, I think it's episode four, now that we're four episodes in, it's pretty clear that the arguments about whether this is the first MCU flop are kind of done <laughs> because, uh, you know, we were talking before the show started and, and my analogy was, you know, episode one was kind of backing out of the parking space and episode two was kind of driving to the exit and episode three was maybe pulling into traffic and then episode four was punching it at the light because it really just took off with episode four. Yeah. I'm one of those impatients that, you know, the first two episodes, I'm like, why in the world would they do this concept? It's like, if, if I wanted to watch that, I would watch the Dig Van Dyke show or something, but you know, it's like, Oh, okay. When I got to three and four, that opened it up and I'm like, Oh, duh. Okay. They were just setting the stage for, for what they wanted to do. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's one of those things, I, what I liked most about it is that it tells me something about the way Disney is going to approach those Disney Plus MCU shows. Because we, we saw from Mandalorian that they were willing to to slow play it, right? That they were willing to allow the story to unfold. Um, and I was hopeful when I saw that, but I mean, it's very tempting, right? When you go back to characters that we already know to want to just kind of dive right in and and to to push the storyline along and they haven't um they really have have taken it a little slowly um i know some people thought the pacing was too slow but i just think it gives us a chance to have a better kind of more rich 
connection to these characters than you can ever get from a two-hour movie. I mean, I think they're taking advantage of the form in a way that you can't do in even a three-hour movie. Right. Totally agree. I, I'm I'm like short attention span theater here. I was like I, I watched the first full episode of of WandaVision, got about five or ten minutes into the second, went, nah, this is not for me. And then I was like, okay, everybody says, you know, just hang on, keep watching it. And 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 I did. And I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did. But yeah, it, it's it was a slow walk, but uh it, it gave you the time to really start identifying with who the characters are and and then when you get to episode four, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, now I get it. Right. And and what I like is that it's it to me is more of a comic book experience, right? Because that's how you read comics, right? You get the story in little bits at a time. And that whatever that 32 page or 16 page, you know, comic book it always leaves you at the end with the, you know, what's next, right? And I can't wait for the next issue to come out. And to me, that's, that's what we get out of WandaVision is that feel, that similar feeling of, you know, you've gotten your comic book for the week, you read your comic and, and the first time you just kind of go through it. But then while you're waiting for the next one to come out, you know, that's when you take the time to look back, which your favorite panels, you get to, you know, you hop online and there's, you find fan theories about this and that. And it's the same way as a kid, I would have gone through a comic book with my friends and, you know, we would have read through real fast, right? <laughs> Wanting to be the first well, one exactly. done. But you're not going to jump to the last page. You right, right. But you got to read it all. This. No. Right. Yeah. Got to read it all. And then you get to sit down at lunch and say, oh, my God, did you read? But my favorite was sometimes the story ended a little before the last page. And you really had to pay attention because you'd be like, no, it's not the end of the, at the book. You had to, like, know where in the comic where the cliffhanger was because right. you knew it was coming. You just didn't know where it was. Right. Right. You saw there's clues to what happens next and you just like, it builds that right. anticipation. Yeah. And they might tease you into the next story. Well, and, when can I go back to the comic book store? Right. Like that's what it, <laughs> well, and, and so that is what's coming from Disney plus, right? Because we, we've already been told that they're going to great lengths to, you know, much as they said they wanted to do with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they have more control now, um, you know, they, they're going to weave these Disney Plus series, you know, kind of into one another and into the, the films and back and forth, um, much like the comic universe where if you, you know, you read a Spider-Man comic and the cliffhanger took you to an Avengers comic. And from that Avengers comic, you might follow, you know, Captain America from that Avengers comic to a Captain America story that would, you know, interface with, and, and you'd get these kind of, you know, crazy chains. Um, and I, I really feel like they're, they're bringing that classic comic universe to visual medium. Uh, in what in what they're doing here yeah i totally agree with you i mean that's it's it's uh it's creative it's it's ingenious and i gotta give them a lot of credit i mean we'll see how it plays out but i i, I can't imagine what it would be to be what it would be like to be a principal writer you know principal script writer on any of these 
Disney Plus shows that are supposed to coordinate with films, given how the schedules have been so crazily juggled and, you know, uh, uh, how crazy the fans. Well, yeah, exactly. We want, 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 and like, it's not the same. And like, be patient with us, people. Yeah. Be patient. Right. Let it play out. <laughs> right. But I mean, you've got, you just can't get it done fast enough. You, you've got Black Widow that had to get delayed because they don't want to, you know, they really want that to be on a on a big screen. Um, so they push that back, push that back. Well, that means that other things get pushed back or get pulled forward. And how do we make the transition work if we're pulling that forward? And um, it, it's got to be just a, a wild world for those writers right now. Oh my gosh. But you know, at the same time, I'm just, I'm thinking about, okay, so their release cadence, um, you know, they having to release things to the big, to the, the small screen instead of the, 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 the giant theater, um, man, they've totally made the most of it. I mean, we, we started off with, um, oh gosh, what was it? What's the show, um, last year? Um, but it, it happened. Blonde. Uh, no, uh, prior to Milan. Um, oh, onward, uh, onward. Thank you. I was just having a brain fart. Um, you know, really, we're not was not able to release that to the big screen. But you know, wow, was it worth you know making sure that people got to see it? And now in January, they release Soul. It's another one of those you really need to see this. It's it's really great production stuff. And and you know, I'm a musician, so that sort story really spoke to me a lot. But yeah, they're, I mean, just really taking advantage of uh, the streaming media. And that's where they're putting all their investment right now. That's true. All right. So wait, we, we, we got sidetracked. We got, you know, up to our, up to our necks there in MCU for a little bit. Willie, what's another thing that is for you, you know, the real attraction on uh, Disney plus these days? The draw to me buying Disney plus was the Imagineering story. It was one of the initial releases that came out in 2019 in November, and we got one a week. We only ended up getting six of them, and I'm thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed because I was hoping for a lot more. It's about a one-hour story, and the first one started with Walt in the happiest place on Earth, and then the final one was to infinity and beyond, and it was just like there's so much more they could do with this series. But I'm sure it was just such a production. And also trying to find the people who were very involved with a lot of these things isn't as easy as it used to be. And with COVID, it's probably very hard. Right. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I mean, look, e- even if these folks are, are alive and, and well, it, you can't go to an assisted living facility and, and do a, a face-to-face interview. Well, yeah. Also, even if they're alive and well, who's going in and out of all the, you know, the archives and anything? Well, right. right that, now that's true people. too. Yeah. That um, show right, well, so, it, it so drew me in. Yeah, and and I think that gets us back to this great wealth of of documentary content that. I mean, so many people. I think when Disney Plus was first announced, thought, "Oh, great! It's it's the Disney Channel that I have to pay for now." Right. And, and it's really so much more than that. Um, and I think that one of the places it shines is in that either sort of whatever you want to call it, whether you want to call it more, um, it's not adult oriented is the wrong word, but, but targeted more for the adults in the family and, um, and, and 
you know, the, the documentary content and the, um, you know, the, there's some, some high level serious, uh, uh, filmmaking work going on that they're bringing to Disney plus that most people never would have seen. Right. And my mind goes to the, 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 there's, uh, uh, two shows. One is inside Pixar and one's inside Disney. And you right. really get to see the, you know, the day in the life of the people that are creating the magic that we get to watch. And that, that kind of documentary stuff, you know, the kids probably aren't going to want to sit for that, but I'll sit for it all night long. You know, meanwhile, they still have all of the Disney um, uh, princesses and movies. I can have the neighbor kids over and we can sit down and watch Disney movies, but I'm, I'm perfectly happy watching the, the adult uh, targeted stuff. Right. And, and I also think one of my favorite things about having Disney plus is there, there are certainly plenty of films that are part of the Disney catalog that are much better on the big screen that, that need, you know, 70 millimeter and surround sound and a reclining seat and, and all of that. But there also is, I think some, some Disney content that frankly, is better in a more intimate setting. I can enjoy it more when I'm watching it at home. Um, I, I think Soul is a good example. I love Soul. And it's a movie that is better and richer and more enveloping as you rewatch, which, let's be honest, we're not likely to go pay to see a movie like Soul in a theater multiple times. But if I can watch it, you know, I don't know, once a month, right? I'm right. going to enjoy it every time I watch it and, and it's going to be a great experience. Um, I think Coco in some ways, as visually wonderful as it is, the intimacy of that story is comfortable, right? In my living room, uh, as opposed to being yeah. out in, in a, in a theater. Um, but you wouldn't go to AMC and watch that four times. Exactly. Exactly. Nope, but unlike I, Star Wars, where you do I put right, that on you might. my wife right before I came in here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, here's a pro tip for you: um, watch the Inside Pixar, the very first episode where they talk about the making of Soul, and then watch Soul. Oh, perfect! It's, it, it's like, yeah, it's like it's a package deal. You got to do that. Well, and you saw that today they opened the Soul. Um, at, at at Epcot at the American Adventure, they have right. like a like a walkthrough of what's going, how the movie was done a little bit and everything. I mean, it's not huge, but it's just a nice little. Um, how do you want to say it? Well, it's a jazz homage heritage, to, yeah, and and it's a jazz heritage, heritage right. homage as well, which I really love and is is long overdue as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, very American, right? Exactly. Um. And anything else that is, you know, a big sort of highlight for you of, of the initial rollouts here of, of Disney plus content. Well, do you have, did you do WandaVision? I, I talked about the MCU stuff in, in general, <laughs> mentioned WandaVision. We talked about yeah. that. But, yeah. Um, Don't want this to be a big advertisement for WandaVision, but you know, no. There's, I think they're slated for eight episodes, and they're through four right now. So, right. you know, keep an eye on that. Um, yeah, another we're, we're one that I loved is the Disney Insider. Uh, I don't know if you watched that one. It's more of like you know, but I like the behind the scenes things because I just love seeing what 
what and how they do things from like the first one with Katy Perry getting ready for American Idol to um, they did the the making of the Mulan, which the live action Mulan was. I haven't seen the movie, but the the sh- just showing how they did it was absolutely stunning. I think I that like is it because it's twenty minutes. I think Mulan is one of the better live action remakes I've seen. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was a much, much uh, more honest story. Agreed. Um, Aladdin was good, but I think Mulan was really um, uh, much better, uh, a a much better live adaptation, if you will. Yeah. You know, I'm actually a big fan of some of the really great animated content that was – kind of originally done for those those Disney Channel after school slots that you know I, I kind of missed for the most part a lot of it because it either didn't kind of sync up with my kids viewing habits and so as an adult I wasn't I wasn't getting home to watch it <laughs> when it was you know on initially um, and the the two series that I've I've actually watched all the way through now again um, you know, because they were available on Disney Plus, um, are uh, Kim Possible, which is one that, you know, my daughter gets a certain amount of credit for getting me into because she loved it. And we really kind of caught the very last season together. And then we've now gone back and rewatched um, Kim Possible. But, uh, you know, sort of the one of the original girl power superheroes. So th- that was a, a lot of fun. Um, and then Gravity Falls is just such a great multi-layered animated uh you know it's a series but it's like a, a it's a world that's really fun to explore okay, and yeah, i've seen that but i've not i've not watched it so it's yeah fill us in it's it's i mean it's not super deep but it's a lot of fun. The whole whole conceit is that you've got the the two you know brother and sister characters who are visiting their their uncle for the summer ostensibly, and um, you know he he um, he runs one of those sort of you know roadside uh, uh, haunted house type places almost not haunted house more like a. a souvenir stand but highlights the the haunted stories of town whatever and and there's there's sort of elements of magic in it and and you know fun spooky not super scary spooky and um the the relationships between the kids and um you know the the folks who live in gravity falls um and their uncle are, are just priceless i mean you know Really, for an animated series, a lot of depth to their portrayals and to their characters. Interesting. I'll have to give that a watch. I like how they call it a grunkle. Yes. Grunkle Stan. <laughs> yeah, I was never quite sure whether that was, you know, a combination of grandpa and uncle or grumpy and uncle. Right. When I mean, you don't know. <laughs> right. Probably they don't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um. And you know there are a few others like that, but those are the two that that really you know drove me to to take a look and and see what was there. Um, I, I also I just want... noticed one. Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, no, go ahead. If well, you especially, one I just noticed was um, Disney. I just saw this was back out. Was Bug Juice? It was about the kids that go to summer camp. Yeah, and I've I've worked at summer camp for the last oh my gosh, 
10 years and um it's really good there used to be a show on nickelodeon called salute your shorts which was the first like kind of reality show for kids at camp it wasn't a reality show but bug juice is about kids at like at real camp oh okay and i i just saw it on here and it there's there's 16 episodes oh cool you know they're only 25 minutes long but if you were ever a summer ever went to summer camp this this show was good it just brings you back to being a kid again at camp and like a little pranks and going whitewater rafting and things like that. Which by the way, just for, for your own reference, pranks and whitewater rafting, separate things, please. They don't, they don't mix well. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Prank in the cabin, whitewater rafting on the river. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I, I think, you know, it's probably been mentioned, but it, it bears repeating that Disney also gets a lot of credit for Hamilton. I mean, they spent a whole lot of money on Hamilton and they had planned to release it on the big screen. I'm sure that they expected big dollar numbers for, you know, opening it in theaters. And instead they opened it on Disney plus 4th of July weekend. Um, just perfect timing. And, my my daughter is is huge into um, musical theater, so she's gotten me into it more. I mean, I did, you know watch some of it, but uh, much more into it because of her. And I have to say that the production quality of that that Hamilton musical that Disney Plus is running is by far the best I've ever seen of any you know Broadway production brought to screen. Oh yeah, I mean, you you thought you would have thought that they intentionally did that to show on the big screen, and and probably they did. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm cool with that. But it it was, yeah, the production value was amazing. It really was. I mean, it's just it's hard to do. I I, I know because I've seen other shows where they tried and failed. It's hard to capture uh, the the scope of a big Broadway show on a television screen. It just ain't big enough. Aaron, didn't you and your daughter stay up late and wait for it to drop? Oh, yeah. Or did you wake up early? Yeah, yeah, no, no, like no. We watched, two. we stayed up and we, we watched it as soon as it went live. And, you know, it went live at, at you know, midnight Pacific, right? So it was 2 a.m. Yeah, 2 a.m. Central. So we started watching at 2 a.m. Yes, we did. That's dedication. I remembered that. And I was like, wait, because I, I was waking up and you were going to bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have a bit of a tradition of that kind of thing. We do the same thing with Stranger Things on Netflix. Um, but uh, and, and in any case, I mean, I just felt like they deserve some credit for that because they could have sat on it. They could have waited. There was no pressure on them to to release it when they did. And, you know, I'm sure they got, we know, you know, they got a great spike in, in subscribers, you know, for, for running it. But, you know, I think that it was a great outlet for folks who were cooped up because of this pandemic for so long. You know, everybody thought summer was going to be better and then it just wasn't. And it was a bright spot in what could have been uh, and what was for a lot of people, you know, pretty, pretty rough summer. Couldn't agree more. Totally. 
it was a rough summer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope this summer's better. And, and and I will say that that you know if your kids watch it and get into it and get into the form, Disney Plus has a has quite a bit of good musical theater content. Um, you know whether it's They've got The Greatest Showman now, which is more sort of movie musical, but they've also got um, they've got the the movie version of the Broadway show. <laughs> Newsies is one of those you know that's made the full the full cycle, right? It they did, they right. did it as a movie, then they brought it to the to a Broadway stage, and now they've got a movie of the Broadway version. Um, but the version High they've got on musical, Disney Plus now is solid. Still good, huh? <laughs> High School Musical, <laughs> and, well, and and fourteen different versions of it. So yes, you can so keep, right. you know, right. You could watch about forty five different versions and thoroughly enjoy. You don't know what's going on half the time. But <laughs> it's just, it, it, the next show shows up. You know? There you go. I'm sorry, I like the the bad lip syncing version of it better. <laughs> Um, all right, so we, we've talked a lot about the things that um, that we're really loving on on Disney Plus so far. Um, let's turn our attention for a minute to the stuff that hasn't gotten there yet, but has been announced and we know is on its way because there's some really exciting stuff that's still coming. Um, some of it quite soon. Um, I don't know, Willie. What's something that you're looking forward to seeing on on Disney Plus B- besides Mandalorian, since you haven't watched that yet? Uh, Mandalorian is what I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, this will go right into the show. So I can't wait. <laughs> right into the so show. So, Tim, what are you up for? <laughs> uh, I I don't think uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt about this one. Muppets. I am so looking forward to having all the episodes of the Muppets back on. Uh, I, I can guarantee you we will binge watch the heck out of that. Now, our, our whole house is looking forward to that because, you know, my kids are so used to it. We used to do road trips up to my in-laws place in Minnesota and, you know, we'd watch the, the Muppet, you know, the Muppet show DVDs in the car, like the whole way there and back. Um, there, there are entire episodes that, you know, the kids could do by heart from the time they were, you know, seven or eight. Right. (laughs) I mean, it's it's just like that is you, you, you watch them and you watch them and you watch them. You never get tired of watching them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I'm looking forward to it. Well, so the one I'm looking forward to most and it might, you know, looks like I'll be waiting for this one for a little while. Um, but I'm really looking forward to the new Black Panther spinoff, Kingdom of Wakanda, that they've announced Ooh. for Disney+. Plus. Um, the, the Black Panther director, Ryan Coogler, is in charge of it. Um, they, you know, set up a, an exclusive contract with him for it. And um, I, I'm really excited for it because what it tells me is that they're investing in sort of continuing to tell the story of Wakanda and doing it in an organic way, despite the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and so that I'm looking forward to it because I love Ryan Coogler's take on Black Panther, but I'm also looking forward to it because it tells me something about their commitment to the character and to that world. 
yeah, I mean that 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 left that show left so much uh, of so much IP available to to take off and do other things with it. I'm knocking stuff over on my desk here, but yeah, there's there's so much they they can do with it. I, I'm uh, I, I think that will be really good. I, I wasn't aware that that was coming. So thanks you, thank you for the enlightenment. Well, see, that's why we do this. I didn't things. know it was coming either. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still a ways off. I mean, they just announced that that they're working on it. So, um, you know, and it's a, a. I was just looking here. It's it's part of a five year overall television deal with with Kugler's production company. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not even seeing a projected release date for it yet. Um, it'll probably be a while, but. Like I said, the the key to me is is what it says about the commitment to the franchise. It means that you know they're not going to look for an excuse not to make Black Panther two. Um, that they're going to continue the story. Yeah, it, it's a real shame that Chadwick Boseman isn't here to uh, to see that one through because uh, that was a real opportunity. It was a real opportunity, and they. They hit a home run with it, and I don't think they thought they were going to have the home run they really had. Like it tore up the box office and just kept going and going and going, and horrible, horrible situation. I know I paid to watch, sit and watch it when it came out. Uh, all right, so so what are some other uh, things that you know aren't there yet, but we know are, are on their way that we're really looking forward to? I am looking forward to, I'm ready now, the Dr. Fauci story. The documentary about Dr. Fauci in the 35 years he's been, the as we call him now, the U.S. doctor. <laughs> um, it's It looks like it's going to be stunning. And I will admit, 13 months ago, I did not know the U.S. had a U.S. doctor. I did not know Dr. Fauci was a person. And now he's everywhere. Like, you know, you can like him, you can hate him, but he's everywhere. (laughs) He's fascinating to me because I've known about him for a long time um, just from his role. I mean, he played a key role at CDC as far back as the AIDS epidemic, you know, when it was first kind of coming to light in the, in the, uh, in the 80s. And, um, he he was a key figure in sort of trying you know, forcing the government to pay attention to it um and and for him to to be kind of continuing to to fight that good fight you know 40 years later uh it's just amazing well, well, that's the key i mean as much as the country is different this guy has gone through all different types of precedents from you know, Bush to Clinton to Bush to Obama to Trump to now Biden. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's a rocky road. Oh yeah. Like he could have, he could have left multiple times for many different reasons and look, he's stuck it out and now he's doing pretty well. I think. Yeah. He seems pretty happy these days. <laughs> no, no, I don't no, know about happy, but I don't know about happy, but he's a little more comfortable in his job now. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yep. He shows Um, up to work with a smile. Right. There you go. 
Um, and anything else that, that is sort of on the horizon for Disney Plus that you're really looking forward to, Tim? Yeah, there, there's a movie coming out in March called Raya and the Last Dragon that I think looks really interesting. And uh, it's going to be another one of those just like Mulan. you got to pay for it if you want to see it when it first comes out. Uh, but uh, that's that's coming up very, very soon. And I, I don't think there's a whole lot of noise that's been made about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that this is one of those areas where the marketing folks aren't quite sure what to do, you know, because these these release dates keep getting moved on them. And, you know, they have a real they have a formula for how they roll out these films. And this this many weeks in advance is when they do the the long lead for the press. And this many weeks in advance is when they release the teaser trailer. And, you know, mm-hmm. they, they have the schedule and their schedule has been so blown up that I oh, yeah. feel like they just don't know what they're doing now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and trying to stay on top of all, you know, all the cinematic releases in the time of, uh, uh, of COVID-19 and trying to figure all this stuff out. It's, it's a huge job. It's just a huge job. Well, and, and I forgot one. Okay, go coming ahead. Out in March, March 26th, the mighty ducks, um, 10 episode season is coming out and Emilio Etzebez. I know, but it's like, (laughs) you still got to watch it because it's the mighty ducks. Like, how can you say no? You know what? My brother interned on, on, I think it was mighty ducks Four. the, you know, the one that was the one too many. I'm I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) the one one he interned on. Three and two. (laughs) Um, all right. Uh, so we, we talked about stuff we're looking forward to. We talked about things we've enjoyed. Um, what's the thing that maybe to, to kind of wrap us up, what's that thing that you look at at Disney plus and you say, well, where is this? I want more behind the scenes in the parks. Like I know they do tours and they want us to do those tours, but there's so much you could do that. You know, they showed there was one really good episode. It's 45 minutes of, decorating um, the magic kingdom and everything, but come on, show us more of that from how they do the arts and arts and flower and garden to how they make all the topiaries and things. I mean, like, well, I mean, it, it was what, 10 years ago now or 20 years ago, almost that they, that they did that whole behind the scenes series, right. That used to run on, you know, TLC or, you know, it was TLC, filler for yeah. lots of different places. I mean, it, it seems like just updating those would, would make for, you know, great content. And I, I agree. I think that it, as much as we're loving Disney plus the parks, frankly, and the, that whole, you know, travel division of the company is, is kind of getting left behind a little bit. Well, it is. And that, that kind of uh, takes me to what my suggestion would be. And that's uh, live webcams of the parks. And not just one view either. I want multiple views. I want to see what's going on, you know, in the Disney parks at any time. I would love to be able to see, okay, you know, look, take a look at this. Here's what the crowd levels look like. Here's what, um, uh, what the weather is like, what, whatever. I, I, I dig that in, and, uh, and just a fun little comes, live look in. Yeah. Do they want us to see that though? Why wouldn't they? Do they want us to be there? Well, they want, they want us to be there, but, but giving it to, I mean, I, I could see it being one of those things where, you know, they make it so that the stream will only run for 15 minutes, 
right? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So, so you see like just enough. Yeah. Just enough to make you go, I, 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 wait, what happened? I want to see that. Yeah. I want to see right. that. When, when, when was that? Oh my gosh. I, I see that. Yeah. Now, the only thing that I think may hold them back on that a little bit is they're still really sensitive to being, you know, to, to people talking about them, you know, marketing to children. And given their commitment to keeping the Disney Plus content at a child-friendly rating level, um, I don't know. I think that they might be opening themselves up potentially to some blowback for, you know, that being marketing to children. I don't know. I, I, I could see that. I could see that. But but I agree. I mean, see, I think it would be great. So see people trying to trying to disrupt the live channel. Um, you know, if we know they're going live at two fifteen, they try to do things just to be on TV. You could, but but remember, the beauty of it is that if Disney's in control of it, you know, they can they can have whatever four cameras spaced around the park and just each park right between each, yes. each park and just shift around from one to the other, right? And right. you could be on a one and a half minute delay. And you wouldn't yeah. know it. Right. Well, you wouldn't even know which camera's live at any given time. Right. Yeah. I, I think that would be easy enough to manage. And, and you know, if if you're at home getting a maximum of a 15-minute stream, then, you know, it, it would take an awfully lot of coordination and an awfully lot of effort. And, frankly, if somebody's willing to go to that much effort, let them monkey for the Good camera. job. <laughs> yeah. You're on TV. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. You, you got your 30 seconds. Move on. And again, if you got the camera mounted at the top of the, the Eiffel Tower, you know, in Epcot, what are you going to do? Seriously. Right. Right. Yeah. It'd be cool to have them on the gondolas and, you know, sorry, Skyliner, you know, right. just like, hey, here we go from Hollywood Studios. Oh, yeah. So take a ride on the Skyliner. That would yeah. be fun. Yeah, just set up a GoPro on top of the thing. You right. Know, and here we go. Mm-hmm. I love it. Right. There's no people. Like, just. Oh, we're getting ready to come up to that tower where we're going to take a hard left <laughs> over to the Riviera. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. It, it, and that it, would cost it would, them nothing. It would feed my, it would feed the need, you know, until I'm right, able right. to go again. Correct. And it still wouldn't quite be a substitute for actually being there. So it, it would do yeah, what it's no. supposed to do, right? It would wet the it appetite without yep. ruining the experience. That's the thing. I think uh, being able to see that and, and just, you know, put kind of be able to envision yourself in that uh, makes you want to go, hmm, buy those tickets, buy that airfare. Let's do this. I want to <laughs> That's go. right. I'm ready. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that, that I would say, um, like there's a lot of the really good classic Disney film content that's on Disney Plus, but there's still a lot that's missing. And not that they're cinematic masterpieces or anything, but, you know, I, I'd really love to see those, you know, the whole run of, of, you know, Kurt Russell live action Disney films from the seventies, right? Those need to be on Disney plus, right? Computer who wore tennis shoes. Yeah. I, I, I need to share those with my kids. And and yeah. make them sit through them with me. <laughs> make them sit through. Them. Right, make uh, them sit through once. Uh, uh, 
you know, because it is, it's, it's, it's a, it's a cultural touchstone. Well, it is. But why, 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 why couldn't we get something like the old Mouseketeers or the Mickey Mouse Club when, you know, I mean, they've had some famous people. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, and some of that content is there. Um, there is some Mouseketeer content and Mickey Mouse Club content um, that, that is on the service. Um, I don't know how much. I haven't dug into it lately. Um, it's pretty limited. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. A lot of it's from the 50s. Right. Which is, uh, I mean, the original. But, I mean, right. you got some from the mid, mid-80s, early 90s. You know, right, right. The, the Britney some, Spears, Justin Timberlake. Stars. Uh, Christina Aguilera years. Right. Sure. Let us see him back when. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's kind of what broke them into stardom. Like, you know, I mean, sure. Well, and it would be fun even to do, and you have to be careful with it, obviously, but, but to do a, a kind of a, where are they now type series with them? You know, I mean, yeah, you'd have to be careful. There'd be obviously, yes. but it's Disney. They're gonna they're they're gonna edit carefully. But I mean, even yeah, the ones that, that didn't end up that. being Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, right? I'm I'm really interested in some of those others too. Right. I mean, like that's that would be cool. Like, what happened to the girl that danced next to Christina Aguilera the whole time? Exactly. She might be a huge star on Broadway that we don't really know, but she's still a big. You know, she's yeah. just not a celebrity on TV. You know, well, and and you've even got that in between generation, right? The the Lisa Welchel years. Oh boy, yep, that too. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's what's coming out next. The new, the new Mouse new Club. Mickey Mouse Club, <laughs> <sighs> or whatever the Mouseketeers. Or right. <laughs> We're not doing the hot dog dance. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, um, other than that, there's also some Muppet content that they're still, you know, they still haven't quite got all of it moved over yet. They've got a good chunk of it, right? All the Muppet show stuff is there now, but several of the movies aren't available yet on Disney plus and, and those would be really nice to see. Um, but yep, there's, there's one in particular is called the frog prince. Yep. That, yeah, where you uh, were first introduced to, um, oh gosh, man, why is why do I just my brain just stops whenever I start trying to call up this stuff? Um, Sweetums. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good example. I mean, some of that content is just their little gems, right? They they maybe didn't get the attention that they should have. Um, or, you know, they weren't huge money makers at the box office, but they were fun and they had their, their elements, right. That, that made them worth it. I mean, my kids love Muppet Treasure Island and, you know, we, we watched Muppets take Manhattan, you know, over and over again. Fifty times. Yeah. And so. We had it on VHS and we, I think the tape broke. There you go. I'm rewinding it. You sure you didn't put the sandwich Jay in the VCR? <laughs> no, we, no, we were eating that. Who are you kidding? We were hungry kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it would be good to see that content make its way over. But I, I, I will say this too. I kind of like that it's not all there now. 
because, you know, at a certain point, like there's only so much that you can scroll through looking for the right thing. And it, at a certain point becomes overload. So there is some value even to me as a consumer of them kind of dripping it out a little bit at a time. I mean, if they didn't, then I might not explore some of that National Geographic stuff that I didn't know to look for. If all I was doing was digging for another, you know, Muppet this or that. So, so from that perspective, I think it's, it's kind of a good thing. And, um, you know, they did some fun stuff even right when they launched. There's a, I forget the name of it, but they did a whole series of, uh, it was a reality show, which I don't normally get into, but it was, um, high school musical theater reunion, basically where, um, uh, Kristen Bell, it was like her baby. And so she was the, she produced it and she was appeared several times and they found the core cast of a high school musical, you know, 40 years later and, or 30 years later, whatever, and brought them back together at their old school to, you know, in a week stage their senior musical again. And it was, it was so much fun to watch and to watch, you know, people my age sort of on the one hand, getting to relive their moment in the sun. And on the other hand, uh, struggling with, you know, (laughs) changing body shapes, shall we say? There you go. Yeah. Um, it it was a lot of fun. That, That would be fun. Um, it's called encore maybe. Encore. Okay. I'll look for that. Yeah. Take I a look. I just saw it when I was looking through it and I was like, oh, hey, that looks pretty interesting. I started watching it because I'm a huge Kristen Bell fan. And, mm-hmm. you know, it just, it hooked mm-hmm. me. It, it, it definitely has her personality, right? It's kind of, you know, bubbly and light on the surface, but there's a little something extra there um, that makes it interesting. Um, all so, right. All well, right. Confession. How many times have you watched The Good Place? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you've heard our take on Disney Plus's content. We'd love to hear from you. What did we forget to mention? Uh, what did we gush about too much? Doesn't deserve that much attention. Tell us about it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash podcast. You can shoot an email to podcast at disdads.com. Uh, if you want to criticize individual choices, you can email Willie at... Willie at If you need to tell Tim that he needs to watch something other than Muppets, you can tell him at... Tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And if you want to tell me uh, about all the enlightening things that I've brought to your attention with this show, you can email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at mousemastertravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Tim Hicks. See you real soon. And Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild time.
play a damn. I don't play a damn thing, man. I got to keep on I don't play that thing. 